0: Thank you for checking out the One Best Podcast, BatCast. I'm your host, Andrew Karachi, alongside... Andrew Quimby. Now, he's not actually literally alongside. It's just a figure of speech. But, Andrew, what do we have in store tonight?
1: Tonight, we are going to be discussing the DC animated theatrical release of Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which came out in 1993.
0: Oh, it's very, very very interesting. Yeah. I guess you can take it from here, huh? (laughs) No. (laughs) And that's the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is definitely, on a serious note, this is my favorite of the Batman movies. Um, But I guess it's so weird, because for most of the people that listen to this, they don't know that we literally had close to a two-hour conversation before we recorded this. And it's like we already did the podcast, not even realizing that we, were, we weren't even recording it. So this beginning part always comes off very awkward. So just stay with us here, and it, I promise you, it'll, it'll get better. Or it won't. I can't really promise that. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, last week, uh, what was the plan we did? Oh, yeah, uh, Justice League Doom. We did 19 downloads on that, so uh, that's not quite the number we're looking at, but it'll work. That works for me. 19's good. That means 19 people, right?
1: Yeah, 19's above the number of people accidentally clicking on this podcast. That actually, like, there there has to be at least a few intentional listens in there somewhere.
0: (laughs) Right. So, uh, once again, you can... You can check out the One Best Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, any major podcast format. Uh, not to be confused with the other One Best Podcast that we found when we were searching for, uh, what was that, last Friday. Um, that <laughs> yeah. podcast doesn't exist anymore. That used to, that was my old podcast, so that used to be mine. Um, that one doesn't exist. That's a dead account because uh, we got dropped by... Uh, uh, not Audacity, uh, Podomatic. So all those episodes are lost. Um, but we also are on YouTube now. You can search uh, Mad Dog 2001 is the channel. That'll probably be changing. Um, <laughs> probably the one best podcast at some point, I would assume. That would probably make sense. But yeah. So if you uh, if you're subscribed to YouTube Red and you want to listen to podcasts that way, uh, there's another form of doing it. You can listen to it on your phone and put and close out the app and still listen to it. Not no. Is that called YouTube Red or is that YouTube premium?
1: I, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Oh yeah. I I have it too. I mean <laughs> it's so you don't get ads on YouTube pretty much. But you can play YouTube yeah. videos in the background so you don't have to have your phone running the app the whole time. <laughs> you can run it in the background. But yeah, it's actually pretty neat. So uh, we are we are on that Spotify. It seems to be still kind of a problem to find it, but Andrew knows a way to fu- the way to search it now, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so is it if you search? Oh man, if, if, is it one best podcast backcast? It will come up then,
0: right? So if you search backcast, one best podcast, or because what happens is Spotify is stupid, and I probably just lost all endorsements from them by saying that. But when you search something in their their search menu, when you type in One Best, it's just giving you podcasts because it thinks you're looking for a best podcast, not a show called One Best Podcast. Now, if you put it in quotation marks, it should show up, correct?
1: Well, that works in Google. I'm not sure if quotations work in Spotify.
0: Okay. Yeah, if you search it in Google, you'll find it. We have a Facebook page. Uh, called One Best Podcast, or called Batcast. It's part of the One Best Podcast brand. Pinfall Wrap-Ups also connects to that too. Um, anything else? But if I
1: you're be- already listening to this podcast, you obviously found us, and just send well, all, all of your friends the link to this podcast and make them listen correct, to it too. Correct.
0: By, now, maybe
1: by force now, if necessary.
0: Uh, unless you found us on YouTube and you're like, wait, you mean there's a podcast form of this? I'd rather listen to this than look at uh, look at some weird bear-looking thing and some uh, weird-looking store manager on a muscle and fitness magazine picture. So, like, <laughs> I, I can understand that. I mean, that's not necessarily the thing I want to look at when I'm listening to a podcast. So I would download the podcast version of it on Apple, iTunes. Uh, that's the same thing. But and uh rate subscribe and please comment we don't have any so uh it's nice to get people's feedback of what we're doing right what we're doing wrong um you could say you know what i don't like that andrew fella on the podcast and you know what and and leave it that vague so we can debate on which andrew you're talking about i
1: if somebody leaves that review I will guarantee a genuine debate on which
0: Andrew you are talking about. (laughs) Yes, yes. I we will debate on the better on the Andrew that you don't want on the podcast any longer. We
1: we just we go off enough (laughs) on tangents. We can spend some time on that. We we have the possibility (laughs) of the capabilities.
0: (laughs) Right. So, uh, anyways, with that all said. how you doing? How you doing today, Andrew? How's it going? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. Good day. Good day. We never nah. do inter- we never do like introductions like that. Like how our days are going. Um, I had a pretty good day. Had it's a kind of a
1: weird thing on a podcast that could be listened to at any point in time, and they don't know when we recorded
0: this. Yeah, I know, but it's like I had a little bit of a career change in my life, so things are looking pretty good. A little nervous in the beginning, but I. But I think uh, I think the nervous is gone now, and that's not a real sentence, but and I'm willing to now I'm ready to kind of get back into things and now let's dive right into this podcast now that we're ta- done talking about my boring life. Um, Batman Mask of the phantasm lot there's a lot here, right? Like this is one of the better ones?
1: yes, there's 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 a lot to this movie there was there is no filler in this movie. This was a solid content movie.
0: Yes, I felt like they could have been, there could have been more
1: Yes, they could have they could have expanded a lot more. Well, let's start off. Okay, so you obviously he's already Andrew has already explained it. This is his favorite movie ever. So you know his opinion. So I watched this when I was very young. I remember when I saw the movie, the cover for this, I'm like, I remember that from my childhood, but I don't remember anything about this movie. So when I was watching this movie, it was a very bizarre experience because everything was familiar while watching it. And yet I did not remember any of the story. So everything was strangely familiar yet unfamiliar at the same time. For the entire movie, there was not a single scene where I'm like, I don't remember this. Like, I remember everything, every scene from the movie, like every, like, but I just couldn't remember the context of it. It was a very bizarre experience watching this. Like, I almost want to, like, see if I can find other movies from my childhood to see if, like, this is just a thing from watching movies when you're younger or whatnot. But it just was very weird watching this because I definitely have watched this when I was younger but actually, yes, I I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Other than a few insequential things that bothered me a little bit, but we can get into that eventually.
0: <laughs> so the thing I like about this is it's kind of an origin story, but it's not an origin story, and that's like because we've we've heard we've seen the Batman origin story told so many times. But the thing that's cool about this is we we already know that Batman's parents were killed. They didn't even, they didn't, they never showed that in this movie. I'm glad they didn't. They treated their Batman audience with a little respect, letting them know that we are, we're not going to rehash that story. We, we've done that already. Like if you watch the cartoon, you know, you know what Batman's all about at that point. So we're, we're, that means like, it's ri- like, you know, this is going to be written by guys that they know Batman. Like they know what it's it's a Batman movie. I mean, this is exactly what you would want from a Batman movie. So uh, the thing I like about it is it tells kind of like literally what was the last thing that made Batman Batman. Like, obviously, he did all this training. And this is after he did all the training. Uh, this movie, the movie that takes place, because it kind of is told in a flashback format almost. And the flashbacks are... He's kind of already been fighting crime, but he's not like Batman yet. He's been going out as these, uh, like a vigilante, pretty much. And... Yeah, that was
1: that was a very interesting. That was a very interesting, like the scene I think was. Was it a couple? Was it one or two scenes, maybe, where he was like just like dressed up as like not, not Batman, just in like dark clothing, and was just like fighting criminal things, and it was very interesting to see him. Like, doing the Batman things, but not quite as elegant as he does as he was Batman. Like, cause he, you could clearly tell he was just getting into it, but he had the skills. He was just, it wasn't as smooth as it eventually becomes.
0: Okay, very... so you know how before the podcast we were talking about uh, the years on where this mm-hmm. took place? Uh, yes. This is taking place ten years after everything. So, this would have been 10 years after Beaumont left him, just kind of a heads up. So, he's been Batman for at least 10 years. Okay. So, I thought it was five, but it's 10. So, this actually now it makes a lot more sense.
1: Yes, that actually makes more sense.
0: Okay. So, uh, people that are at home listening are like, what are they even talking about? You know what? We're not going to tell you. Moving on. So, uh, (laughs) we'll get to that later. (laughs) It's
1: a mystery. Stay tuned to find out later.
0: <laughs> so pretty much, movie kicks off. You have Chucky, e. Saul, and his gang. Kind of, I don't know, they're doing some kind of money laundry type thing. Uh, typical crime boss shit. And Batman breaks through the window, and we get to see the the epic uh, Shirley Walker score in the beginning, and then Batman comes through the window. Which, uh, how'd you like that? Be- that intro, just in general, like the kind of the was, CG t- city almost. It was.
1: This art style fits fits I, it's very Batman art style, if that makes any sense. Yes. Like it feels like right for Batman.
0: Like I do like the music
1: in the beginning. It was it was it was really good. Like it definitely again, it just gave you that you could almost have heard that and kind of like been like Gave a it gave you a strong impression of what you're going you were going into a Batman movie without like saying Batman. <laughs> it was very it all felt very right for this movie. So and, like uh, they need to. I I I, I kind of actually like after watching this like I wish they did more in this art style.
0: Yeah, I mean the whole animated series was in that art style and um. Except okay. for the fourth season, they changed it. But that's the art style of the animated series. So All if right, you then. like that, you should so watch it. I'm just series. an idiot. <laughs>
1: so here yeah. I thought it was just a movie like this. I thought this was yeah. a one off art style.
0: No, that's the art style of the animated series. It's the art okay. style that everyone likes. The Batmobile looks awesome. Everything looks awesome in it.
1: It's proof that I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's great.
0: Well, you never watched the animated series, you're a little too exactly. young for it. Mhm. So um uh this phantasm thing shows up after Batman for whatever reason. He's fighting these goons in the in oh, the room just... or whatever and it takes him like 10 hours to get to the parking lot.
1: <laughs> I just want to say like that guy that was running away he did an amazing job of escaping. Yeah. He managed to get away from Batman. And then the phantasm shows up and okay. First of all, he's going to get into a car and the phantasm shows up. He then like the phantasm is like gets distracted. And then this dude just Batman's away and is all the way across on the other side of the parking garage, getting into another random car. (laughs) I'm like this guy, this guy knows how to get away. I appreciate, I appreciated his effort in like, like, he w- he would have he would have clearly he would have escaped. But he then like the phantasm like jumped in the car and smashed it everything, and then he got cocky because the phantasm was on the ground and he spun around and tried to run the yeah. phantasm over. And if he would have just left the right classic,
0: there. But is that isn't that from like Jeepers, Creepers? And they do the same thing in that where they tried to run him over, and then they saw him getting back up, so they turned the car around again and tried to run him over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think that's where it's they just, got this from.
1: <laughs> it was just, yeah. If he would have just kept going, he would have escaped both Batman and the Phantasm. And, like, that that's an accomplishment right there. He could have escaped. But, yeah. unfortunately... And- the phantasm
0: practically, yeah, he ended up practically killing himself. Phantasm didn't really do Yes, much.
1: the phantasm created a cloud of whatever smoke, whatever, and he drove through it and off the side of a parking garage and into the skyscraper <laughs> across the way.
0: Awesome Which way to course, go out,
1: by the way. Of course, Batman shows up ten minutes later to stand there and everyone think it was Batman that tricked him into. T- why, why did they blame Batman for killing him?
0: Because like he guy, was
1: spotted the there. Gu- yeah, but the guy drove his car off of us. Like, how did Batman do that?
0: It's the damn oh. liberal media, man. They they were spinning. They're spinning everything, and they they think that Batman has superpowers and he threw him. He threw his car.
1: He <laughs> Batman threw the car off of the. All
0: right, all right. Yeah, this guy's been Batman for ten years, and the liberal media has been going after him ever since.
1: <laughs> like, if 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 all it takes is to be like a bystander to an incident like that, and you get blamed for it, like,
0: you there imagine?
1: is a lot of people in the Batman universe that are guilty of crimes.
0: <laughs> Batman, Batman's on a podium after trying to defend his uh, defend everything, and like CNN's asking him about that. Chucky Saul guy he threw and he's like, that was not me. That is fake news. <laughs> Just like calling it all fake news. <laughs> oh God. So, um, so then pretty much we from there we go into um let's see the, so there was the crash. So then you have City Councilman Arthur Reeves, who I think a pretty good character in this movie for the record. Um he's uh He's going I on actually,
1: about how I actually believed he was the phantasm for most of the movie. Really? Yes.
0: I mean, here's the thing. I watched it when I was a kid, like the first time. So, mm-hmm. I never I at 5 years old, I had no idea what was really going on. I didn't know there was a story to me. It was just Batman doing Batman yeah. things. So, when I rewatched it when I got older, I already knew who the phantasm was. So, for me the movie was almost kind of ruined. But like they were trying to hint that it was the father, that was like the thing that was the first giveaway, and then the Arthur Reeves was like the other one, yeah, because he has that that uh, we'll get into it later. But so pretty much Arthur Reeves, he's now he's a city councilman and he um, he's debating that he wants the everyone to go after Batman because Batman's a freak job in a cape or something. He said like that, and Commissioner <laughs> Gardens like. He's like, nope, I he's not. It's not him. I'll have no part of it. You want him? You get him. And then he leaves the movie set. Like he's gone for the rest of the movie. We don't see him. So Commissioner Gord, uh, Commissioner Gordon protested the movie, and um, that was the end of that. End of him. Do you think you think he was kneeling during the um, the Batman anthem, in the beginning? <laughs> too, too I, political too political i'm trying I, to be I, funny here I, i'm not trying to like piss anyone off at this I, point I'm but i'm just trying to be funny sure about. <laughs> well you know the, the the uh the beginning the the batman uh music in the beginning of the movie do you think uh gordon <laughs> was on his knees <laughs> during it because he's because he protested in the movie where he didn't he wasn't going to go after batman and then he left the movie
1: Oh, okay. I
0: again. Man. I, you know you what? Whatever. Say I, like I said, I, it, was, it was You, your it was a brain joke understood you that, that. It went but over I, your head. It I, went over I, most people's head. I'm. We'll, we'll I watch. thought you were
1: like saying he was like worshiping him or something like that. Like, like what?
0: Like what are you talking no, I about? Trying, like, I was trying <laughs> to make a a very stretched out joke that clearly just went over everyone's head. So. But uh, they did do so that. They, they,
1: did, they turned the spotlight on and were like, oh, because he's like, they demanded that he get a beat. They arrest him at one point and they turned the spotlight on and like Batman watched the whole thing, whatever. And they like turn the spotlight on. And they're all standing there and the what's his name is standing there like Like it's like, why isn't he showing up? And they're like, I don't know. He usually shows up by now. And then they cut to him like driving out of town. It's just yeah, like they clearly do that up. Yeah, he they obviously like. It's like, yeah, he's not going to be stupid enough to just show. He's he's not an idiot who's just going to show up just because we turn the light on. He knows what's happening. I just that was a funny scene. He's like, I'm just like I don't know. He usually shows up by now. But I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> it was just, it was such a like throwaway thing, whatever. Like, yeah, like he doesn't just come on command. He's not a trained dog here. Like,
0: <laughs> so we're back at the manor. And, um, Bruce is throwing a party, I guess, that he doesn't really seem like he's having much fun at. And, um, there was a couple things in here I found pretty funny. Uh, the councilman shows up and, uh, I think what, what happened? Like he broke up with, or someone, they're all talking about how good looking Bruce Wayne is, all, all the women that are there. And then one's like, I'll tell you how Bruce Wayne is. He wines and dines you, makes you feel like you're the only woman alive. And then when you're trying to find out where, when you're about to register the China, he forgets your phone number. <laughs> like, throws his her wine on him. I thought that was so funny because that is so Bruce Wayne. Because <laughs> he doesn't give. It just shows that uh, he's not really committed into doing anything serious ever. And then um, uh, councilman, the councilman shows up, and he's just like, he kind of brings up, it's like, you just, uh, that was a sweet number. How would you m- talking about Andrea Beaumont. It's like, what's what's her name again? And Andy Andrea Beaumont. Now, that was a sweet number. How'd you let her loose? Like, obviously, <laughs> and then Bruce goes into his little, like, room, stares at his uh, parents, and then kind of reminisces about Andrea Beaumont. And then we get into our first flashback about them meeting for the first time. And this is pretty much kind of a tragic love story that could have been told literally... Um, uh, it could be to- it, this could have been told without a Batman in it like it could have been a completely different movie. Yes, I think it it it's more interesting. I think it's more interesting that it's a Batman movie, but like mm-hmm. we get to kind of see that the one of the first people that Bruce Wayne actually cared for that's not like Alfred or like in a, in a in an attractive way kind of thing. He's not, like, banging Alfred in the Batcave or anything like that. But, I mean, like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Anyway, mm-hmm. so there, I think there are, he's visiting his parents' grave, correct? Yes. In this flashback. And then he meets Andrea for the first time, and she's talking to her dead mother um, at the graveyard. Her, It's not like a dead body, and she's, like, talking to it like a crazy person. But she's like having a conversation. No, you
1: know, she's He's talking to the gravestone like a crazy person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people do do that. Yes. But she was but it, like loud about did, it and it, flamboyant she did it about very it. Very
1: strangely too, because then he like turned and walked away, and she goes, "Oh yeah, that was Bruce Wayne." And like, and then <laughs> he's like he comes back and he's like, "Did you did you say my name?" She goes. It's just, like, it was such an awkward, like, that entire exchange was just so awkward.
0: Uh, She's great. Um, She's great in this movie. Every -hmm. every interaction with her and Bruce in the flashback was just really, really good. Really well written. Um, Just, she's very likable. Um, You could see where uh, Bruce would be attracted to her, not just physically, but just, like, being, just, like, he's... Thought about like not becoming Batman for her, like he was gonna do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he but had basically. I feel like he had pretty much committed to because he's because he said he had to either choose her or choose being Batman, and he does propose to her, which to me well that's later. We'll get into that. We will get into that.
0: But I know, but but like you're breaking things up, man. I know, I know. I'm jumping around because this movie excites me. But like um, so she says a line in there and I I, I laughed because like like I said, anytime she's on screen, she always says something pretty witty and it makes me laugh even to this day. She said to him as right before she's leaving, you know, for someone that has all the money in the world, why do you always look like you wanna jump off a cliff? <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, oh. Well, why do you care? I don't. Mother was asking, and then she just drives away. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, there was no phone number exchange. There was nothing there. He didn't ask her out. That was their only interaction. So, uh-huh. um, so we'll just go into the next flashback with them because we're already yes. on that. So the, yes. so we'll jump around a little bit. So, the next flashback. Uh, this is right after Batman did his whole vigilante thing that we covered earlier, and um, he, you know, he suffered a few injuries. She just walks up to the manor. Alfred says a pretty witty line too, saying like, "Let's uh propose, let's uh postpone our shop talk." <laughs> and he leaves, and she she says a, another good line that where it's like, "It's like, what happened to you? Did you trip over some loose cash?" <laughs> I. She's great. She's great in this. Yep. And that was their first time they had some interaction with each other. She even said a line like, "Um, to him, our." Uh, she said a line like, "It's been like three days. I figured you must be dead or something." Yeah,
1: and- she's like, "I can't believe you haven't called. You must be dead to not have called by now, or something like that." And I, but right. I, I saw that. I'm like, she she didn't give him her phone number. Like. Like, there was, yeah, there was some information, they said each other's names, and that was it, like, for him to, be like, call
0: her. I think the point, I think the point is that, that it's Bruce Wayne, he, he'd figure it out. It's Bruce Wayne. Like, that, I think that's kind of the funny part, that she is so, like, she already knows that he's into her, that she doesn't even have to give out her phone number for him to call her. So when he doesn't, it kind of concerned her a little bit. So she figured, okay, well I need to kind of poke this a little bit to kind of get this moving a little bit because he's just not going to he's going to move on because he doesn't he doesn't—he didn't know we had a little moment there at the graveyard. <laughs> that Batman's or uh, Bruce is clueless in this kind of stuff. So <laughs> um, so then um, she says another line. Um about that and then bruce uh bruce responds back by saying you expect every guy you meet to call you out and she responds ones that are smart enough to dial a phone (laughs) I, (laughs) i i laughed at that so like they're little exchanges you could just tell that they're the thing that sucks about it is you know how this ends because she's not with him, like in the in the animated series or any of the universes. So you know this is not going to end well. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what happened? Like, what happened for this not to happen? Because it was trending that direction. There's even, they go to a, a World's Fair, which, why don't we ever have World's Fair anymore, by the way? We haven't had one in, like, 20 years or so. But, I mean, like... They, Which was very went,
1: it was very interesting there for the world's fair because there was the was the car of the future, and they yeah. looked at it. It was basically the Batmobile.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like I, I'm oh. glad they didn't. I mean, they could have used it as a, like if this was the movies, they would have they would have just over like if this was like the live action, they would be like oh, you know what he and the good thing about it, he didn't say like anything witty. He just looked at it and mesmerized by it. That was it. And that's yeah, all and he she needed was saying to do
1: something. And she like had to get his attention. And he was like, so like, oh, God just lost in thought. And that's all they right. that's all they said about it, whatever. But then you realize, like, but oh, like, he made it into the Batmobile.
0: Right. Like he just you you already as the viewer, you already figured that out, that that that's where he got the idea from. Now, if this <laughs> was the Christian Bale movies. He would have been like, oh, do you think it comes in black? Like, we don't we don't <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> So this was done a lot better, where he got that idea for the Batmobile. Um, <laughs> doesn't come in black. Can you imagine him saying that to the uh, uh, the person running the fair? Because <laughs> like,
1: realistically, that car was probably like a hollow shell, and he had to probably invent that. He probably he just made a car and was like, no, it's gonna look like that one though. And so he just had the normal car that he had to like soup up and then put that shell (laughs) over top of it so it can look because that's the. He wanted it to look like that. Because realistically, that one that was at the World's Fair was just probably doesn't even function. It was just nothing except for an empty shell that looked fancy.
0: So he goes, um, he ends up fighting these goons and, you know, he doesn't win. He doesn't win the fight. They drive away. And, um,. They end up taking the guy's money that he was trying to protect, but at least the guy didn't get hurt. So he no, saved but there the guy. Is,
1: so there is the moment where, so yeah. So he jumped in to save this guy who was getting robbed from these two motorcycle dudes, and he like ninja leaps off, like jumps through the air and just flying punches a guy off of the bike. Yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, it was. He jumped in and then the second guy was coming at him, and then it's like I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna wreck him too. And she runs up and says his name or something, and he glances over at her and gets distracted and gets cr- and gets smashed and gets smashed across the stomach, whatever, with a bat and gets hurt from it, whatever. And then the guys jump on the, uh, the bike and take off and get away. And right. just that moment no. of like, see, this is the problem of if he, because she was there to distract him. If she's around, right? It's a distraction. Ooh.
0: Yes, and he even has, like, a moment when he's at home uh, just drawing pictures of, like, bat people or whatever. He's just drawing pictures of what he's going to look like, and he even crumbles it off. He's like, why am I still doing this? It's got to be one or the other. I can't have it both ways. I can't be putting myself on the line if I've someone someone's waiting for me at home. Um, was that pretty good? Did I, did I nail that almost?
1: Yeah, that was, that word was word? pretty damn close. <laughs> but what about Alfred's line? What about Alfred's line, Mr. Can You Remember well, Everything? I'm,
0: I'm, uh, well, I'm glad she probably feels that way. She's holding line one or something like that. She might want to hear that or something to that line.
1: <laughs> and yeah, he, was, he was like, oh, I'm sure she would glad to hear that. Maybe you should tell her she's holding on line one or something along yeah. those lines.
0: And then he doesn't take the call. Well, what should I tell her? Uh, I don't know. I just don't know. And there's even the part in the animation where he hits the wall and you can see him, like, shake his hand. You never see that in animation, by the way, especially during mm-hmm. that time. Like, nobody does that type of detail. Because, yeah, in a movie, that would hurt. But in animation, you don't you don't think of stuff like that. Yeah. So the small little details, they they nailed that. So he's at the gravestone, and he's pretty much pleading to his his dead parents at the at the graveyard saying like i i can't I just don't know anymore like I can't do this um I can give money to the police it's different now I, I know I made a vow I know I made a promise but I didn't see this coming i I wasn't expecting on'm being happy which is which is like a wow line by the way <laughs> <laughs> And she shows up to the gravestone or she shows up and pretty much says yep. like maybe uh, may, like pretty much saying like maybe it's OK. Maybe they sent me.
1: Yep. And it's just Which I- the fact that she knew him enough that he didn't he didn't take her phone call. So he knew she knew enough to go to the, the grave the cemetery because that's where he would be. Yeah, like she understood that message enough.
0: Yeah, cuz Alfred didn't know where he was going. Mhm. Cuz he didn't say Alfred I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the gravestone and talk to my parents. Like he didn't say that on the way out. Like no, he that just ran really out stupid. the door. Right. And she just knew that's where he would be. Because she wouldn't he wouldn't take her call. Because he knows she knows about that vow. Mhm. And knows that's what he wants to do. And then probably the the best part of the flashback is the actual proposal. And it's probably, to me, the best proposal I've ever seen in television or movie history. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets on his knee and he just hands her the box. And he's like, you know what, I'm no good at this. Here, you'll get the idea. That That is the way to do it right there. Any Anybody who's yep. watching, that is the way to propose. Is do yep, it exactly that's, that's... like that.
1: That's my plan.
0: <laughs> but isn't that so, t- such the Bruce Wayne way of doing it? Like mm-hmm. He'd be the only one to do it like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Bruce Wayne and me now, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then she says, uh, she's like, I didn't think this was ever going to happen. Like, I, like I threw you a curveball. Like, I wasn't part of the plan. And he's like, I'm changing the plan. So at that moment he decided that I'm not gonna be Batman I, I'm not gonna do this. I'm I'm gonna be happy mm-hmm. now. Yep. And the symbolism of the bats coming from the cave. That part was pretty sweet.
1: Now Yeah, the whole the bats thing, that was very that was very
0: cool. We've been we've been discussing this podcast and didn't even mention that the Joker's in this movie.
1: To be fair. And <laughs> We haven't even gotten to the point in the movie where he's in the movie yet.
0: Exactly. So that's that's pretty much all the major flashbacks until my like the best the best best one, and I'll that's my favorite scene in any Batman film I've ever seen. Um, but I'll get to that a little later. So um. So, anyways, those are the flashbacks, and I would assume if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen the movie. So that's why we're not going to go exactly in order. We're just going to kind of talk. We're just going to kind of hit the stories that are going on. So now you know know, And You've
1: been pretty insistent on going in order here. I try to jump around. You're like, no, we haven't gotten that far yet.
0: Well, I didn't want to get into the, because I was getting to that point. I was doing the flashbacks in order.
1: Uh, Yes, you've been doing everything in order. Carry on. Sorry. Anyways.
0: So we have we have a plot in this movie by the way. Now, that that those flashbacks right there, that alone could make for just a good a, a lovey-dovey love story or whatever. Like something that could it could work. It's it's simple but it it, it works. We have a whole another plot going on. <laughs> that was a subplot and that subplot has a lot to there was a lot to dissect there just in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But there's a phantasm going around Gotham in current time, killing people and practically framing Batman. Not intentionally, but is framing Batman for it.
1: It's mostly the, the one the one dude who keeps blaming Batman for everything. Yeah. Arthur Reeves, Yeah. Yeah, he's it's just he's seen it one crime and then He's mistakenly seen another thing because so they kind of they saw the Phantasm and thought it was Batman. So then they just blamed him for it, like, and because apparently he has a vendetta against Batman for some reason, he just was using all of this to try to push his anti anti Batman agenda.
0: So we we also see, uh, so he kills another gang member. He kills um, Buzz Buzz Bronsky, is his name. And uh, the that scene was hilarious to me because when he was just kept saying, buzz, buzz, like he's in the graveyard, I'd always make jokes that he's like, this is one annoying-ass bee. Like, <laughs> this, good, this haunted bee. But, yeah, he's pretty much, uh, or this phantasm is chasing down him and kills Yo, what him was and probably this? the most.
1: What's up? What was what was the phantasm thing? Was they saying the angel of death or something? What was?
0: Yeah, your angel of death awaits.
1: Yeah, that was the opening line every time the phantasm would show up and say that, which is just, it's just you know you're screwed if a weird shadowy figure shows up and says (laughs) your angel of death awaits. You know you're screwed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, he runs away, and he falls into that gravestone or that grave. That I don't know. Someone was. Maybe there was a gang fight going on, and they already had a pre-made grave, and they just haven't gotten there yet to bury the body. But there's a grave there. And um, he falls into it. And he. I, lo- I love the Phantasm. like, farewell, Mr. Bronski. And then pushes that gravestone onto mm-hmm. him, which is the most gruesome death out of anyone in this movie, for the record. This is the yes. worst one. Because this is Very a straight-up so. murder. This was a straight-up murder. Uh, the first one was kind of, you could have said it was an accident. That it wasn't, mm-hmm. there was no, she, that Phantasm wasn't attempting murder at that point. It was almost kind of defending itself and he just happened to die. This one, yeah. it was, a, he the Phantasm hunted Buzz Bronsky and killed Buzz, Buzz, uh, Buzz Bronsky. And then Batman, of course, shows up 10 minutes late again and they think it's Batman. So now the old gangs know. They think Batman is icing the old gang. So Batman's trying to figure out, okay, so why is this phantasm killing um, killing two gangsters? And he finally makes the connection that they're, the two gangsters used to work together. And then uh, so he goes to investigate and finds a picture of Andrea's father with these gangsters. And then that goes into that next flashback. Yes. So the movie is letting you know that it's introducing Andrea's father as a possible person for this phantasm, which I think was the intention that this is what they wanted you to think—that it was the fa- that it was the father.
1: Which is weird because that never even occurred to me until they straight up said. She said it was or somebody said that it was her father was the one that was doing it. He wasn't even a possibility in my mind at all until they straight up told me that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Which was weird for me, because like I didn't I didn't get that at all from anything they implied until they straight up said it. I'm just like, oh, that doesn't that's weird. That doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: So in the flashback. He meets Andrea's father and Arthur Reeves was his accountant, right? And wasn't, yeah, he was an accountant of Arthur Reed, of uh, Andrea's father. So, Mm -hmm. so there's your connection there where you're like, okay, well now he's connected to all this too now. And that, that kind of like, I wish I would have saw this as an adult for the first time because I think I would have had a completely different perspective. See, because like,
1: that was that flashback is what cemented. It. I'm like, oh, it's definitely got to be him. He was there back then too. That was right. like the big thing that kind of cemented it for me. For that, I thought it was him too.
0: Yeah, but they wiped him out pretty quickly, didn't they? Like they they wanted you to think it was him, and then he got wiped out as soon as he became a suspect. Not like killed, but he got um, a Joker showed up to him. But anyways, we'll, we'll get Joker's was, greatness by the way. Eh.
1: That was that was actually no. Nah, that was towards the end when Joker showed up, and
0: no, but I'm saying like when they when they had you thinking uh, like who the phantasm could be, uh, it was between Andrea's father, you had Arthur Reeves, and then obviously Andrea herself. But uh, Arthur Reeves would have been kind of the the one they weren't really trying to hint at, and they took him out before the other two, like. Andrea's father was the one they wanted. The, the viewers wanted you to think it was Andrea's father. That's what, the, that's what the, the writers wanted you to think. Arthur Reeves would have been more of the, 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 the black sheep version. The, the Commissioner Gordon being um, uh, uh, Jack the Ripper, which made no sense, by the way. <laughs> but like that, that's what they wanted you to think. So normally when they do that kind of stuff, they don't take out the dark horse right away. But moving on. So we see, we see that interaction and then we get introduced to Salvador Valestra. Awesome name, by the way. (laughs) And he shows up with his goons and which were the two gangsters that were already killed in this film. And Salvador Velastra, so you know there's a connection. So now you're thinking, okay, Velestra's got to be the next target. Because he's the leader of all this. And there was even, uh, there was even a line, I know this was in the next flashback, that we, uh, that he said that, I'll get us out of this whatever it takes. Which was supposed to give you that, like, it's him. He did it. hmm but so anyways, I like, I like that we have a mystery going on in this movie. We have kind of a tragic Batman love story thing being brought back up that I'm sure he to remember. Genuine. It was remember.
1: like, genuine, yeah, it, was, it, it was genuinely like a, you don't know who it actually is. Like sometimes right. they'll be like oh yeah like oh who is it and then you'll be like well obviously i know who it is you it's like there's always that one like stick out person which like it's obviously them right and but then to like this one like you genuinely didn't re- you didn't know it was that person i feel like until like
0: almost well went into the, movie. the end
1: mm-hmm.
0: so back so of course uh Batman had a conversation with Alfred before he left the Batcave and he's like, say, he's saying, well, I would assume when you're done visiting with him, you're going to go and see her. And he says, he's like, you think you know everything about me, don't you? Well, I, I wiped your bloody well bottom. I might as well ought to or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And he still does it. Even though he said he wasn't going to, he still did it. He went and visited her anyways. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just like so like well before that when he heard she was in like I feel like it was when he heard she was in town or I don't know, whatever it was, but she's having dinner with the one dude and he's just across the street. Oh, Binoculars spying on them. He <laughs> was just totally just creeping on her dinner. Like I'm like, <laughs> no all right, no cover, this is, no cover. This is a little like stalkery right now. Like this isn't. You're not researching. You're just. This is an ex-boyfriend being stalkery <laughs> with well, the resources of Batman.
0: The way she, but the way she ended things, it, it, it was completely unexplained. He doesn't know what happened. So mm-hmm. for him, it's this, like, it's what drove him to become Batman. And now she's back, and he's just like, what the fuck, I thought you were gone. Like, uh, well, okay. So he shows up to the her hotel. I love that he's just sitting there in the, in the bedroom, just kind of standing there in the shadows, and she sees him. And she just, she, you know, she kisses Arthur Reeves in the most ridiculous way possible, just in front of him, just to piss him off. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. But I don't understand why she was such a bitch to him. But it did make sense because she's just trying to kind of keep him out of this.
1: Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't there for him. Right. He was. He was a complication for her.
0: Right. And he says a line. Uh, this was a really good line in the movie too. This movie's full of them. Um. <laughs> Are you still... What is going on? Okay. So, anyways. He said... Uh, are we still here?
1: Yes. Yes. What's,
0: okay. what's happening? Okay. So, no. I, I heard something in the background. Something weird. But it's gone now. But, um... Okay. Anyway. Anyways. He, he says a line... um are you still fo- following your father's orders? And she responds back, the only one in this room that's following their parents' orders is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was a cold that, that was, a, was a
1: cold smack to her. That, oh, that smack to him that God. Like, oh. Like that was that was vicious right there. Like, like, ooh, like and that that I feel he I feel like he genuinely that genuinely hurt that him coming. when she did that too. Yeah, that, that was that's it. That was a cold, vicious remark from her because she and she knew exactly where to hit him, too, with that. And it was just, ooh, that was that, was that one moment. It was just like, ouch.
0: Yeah. And at this point in the movie, we don't know what happened with them yet because they didn't mm-hmm. show us that flashback. So as the viewer, you're wondering what the fuck happened with these two. Because yep. every flashback, it's like, I mean, the last flashback we saw, they're getting married. Like, that's the mm-hmm. last flashback we saw. And clearly they're not. She's back in town. She's not, like, you're wondering, like, what is, go- like, what happened for that to go to that range? Like, I'm thinking, did Batman do something? Did he choose to be Batman and that's why they broke up? Like, what what, what happened? Yeah. And I'm glad they left that, that, that flashback in for later. So, <laughs> he leaves... You know, she drops her wine glass, like, pretty much, like, can't believe I just said that type thing. Like, she's clearly, you could tell she's clearly still in love with him. Uh, She never wasn't to begin with, as we find out later. But, um, we then we finally meet, um, so I think we're in the next morning. Arthur Reeves comes out and Salvador Velesta Lestra practically, like, Abducts him, not not really, but just like get in the car and they have their little conversation. Like, is the Batman really killing our people? And and he he says a line. (laughs) He says a line, uh, and that's when you kind of get the thing well, now he's connected with Valestra. Arthur Reeves is connected with Valestra. When for, he was with Andrea's father. See, now, when I was watching that as an adult, that's where I made the connection that his father was dead. That's when I didn't think it was the father anymore. Because why is Arthur Reeves talking to Valestra? Because he didn't work for Valestra. He worked for Beaumont. Hmm. I so guess that, I never thought
1: about that. That's,
0: that's an Easter egg right there to kind of give you the scent that if you catch that, you caught it. If you didn't catch it, it doesn't matter because they'll tell you anyways. But that mm-hmm. would tell you right there that it's not Andrea's father. It can't be, because they already—they never even talked about Andrea's father in the car, because they both know he's dead. You, as the viewer, don't know he's dead yet, but because they're—they're yeah. they're not even because they have no idea who's wiping their people, because mm-hmm. the, the obvious thing would be Beaumont. They'd be like, well, it's got to be Beaumont. We never were able to get. Uh, we were never able to find him. He came back and got us. Like that would have been the time to like plug that. But clearly, it's yep. not him because they already know he's dead. Mm-hmm. So good writing. Really good writing. Um, huh. So he he says a line saying like, "Well, I guess you could demand police protection <laughs> from Batman." Get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. So he leaves the car, and i trying to think, like, what happens? I'm sure I kind of missed something there.
1: He goes to so, Joker.
0: That's right. Um, Valestra does.
1: Valestra takes a trip to Joker.
0: Yep, to his amusement park. And that's when we're introduced to Mark to Hamill's phenomenal Joker. It's the World's
1: world Fair, yeah. It's actually yes. the World's Fair that's all dilapidated and everything like that.
0: That yeah, apparently
1: Joker has taken up residence inside.
0: <laughs> but we, Joker's has been hanging out this entire movie, and we don't know that Joker is part of his. That was part of his gang yet. So they're having the conversation, and I'm I'm thinking I'm like, why is he seeing the Joker? And he kept saying our people, and Joker <laughs> Joker's like, yeah. I've been reading lately how old Iguano man's mask was tight enough to snap. <laughs> it's like something stupid like that. Yeah. Ooh, wouldn't it be great if I was the one that finally driven him off the deep end? <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then he just, he's got his weird robot robot future thing, whatever, who's just automatically like chopping at the table. And he just pinches her cheek. And for some reason, that moment, just so weird for me. He's just like pinching her cheek and like a, the, the piece of the skin rips off and he just puts it in his po- his, in his chest pocket.
0: pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, for a throw in character, they did a damn good job with him.
1: <laughs> and then there was it was funny. It's like they did the They did a drop of adult humor there too later. Yeah. When he was like, oh, he's like, it was like oh, are, you, are you in the mood tonight or whatever? And he's like, he's got this thing whenever he comes up, and he comes up and he's holding another piece of flesh. <laughs> That's
0: weird. He's, it was just it he's was like, another yeah she's, real, <laughs> she, yeah, she's a real homebody, but you can't help who you fall in love with. <laughs> like, fucking oh robot, Joker. Yep. So apparently... The Joker was uh, done
1: quite well in this, I feel like.
0: So apparently... They were gonna put Harley Quinn in this movie. I'm glad they didn't, because yeah, Harley Quinn know. had no place in this movie. If Harley Quinn yeah. was in this movie. I think it would have ruined it, because then it's about her at that point, and we don't want that. This is not a Harley Quinn story. So I'm glad <laughs> they didn't. And there's no Robin in this movie either. Apparently, they did reference that he was out. He was out at college, so he wasn't being Robin right now at this point. He. Because during yeah, the school they, year, he's in college.
1: See, because if you really think about it, there was the cast was incredibly minimal for this movie, and I feel like if you would have started adding more characters, it would have you would have lost some of the preciseness of the story. Yes,
0: absolutely. I'm glad there was no Robin. I'm glad there was no um, uh, Harley Quinn because I I, mm. I I just don't think it would have worked for this. It would have made Joker. It, it, w- it would have made him less sinister with Harley there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Harley Quinn... Uh, wow. So Joker... She's not in this movie. Oh, also when Valestra shows up to the World's Fair, I love that they played the Future song and Joker just blasts all their heads off with a Tommy gun. I thought that <laughs> was so hilarious. <laughs> I hate that
1: song. It's funny, too, is... They never. They, they didn't show the gun. <laughs> they heavily implied that he shot them, but he wasn't holding anything when he stepped out. And he I'm like, it. yeah.
0: I, I don't I think heard they of they ever the actually... sound of him. He was in yes, the shadows think... when he dropped the gun.
1: Yes. So you, they, they heavily implied that it was there, or whatever, but they never actually showed it because obviously this is what, what was this PG rating?
0: They they can have guns back then in movies.
1: I know, but you they, I, I just feel I feel like they, they played around that very heavily to not put a gun in there.
0: Uh okay. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. I didn't I I thought he had I don't a know. Gun. it just
1: it just felt like a weird moment where you I don't think you see the you don't actually see the gun at all or whatever, they just heavily implied there was a gun.
0: Okay.
1: I don't know, it was I'll just a weird like, like yeah, it's it's nothing it's it's a meaningless moment, but it was just a weird moment that I could, that I thought was weird interesting.
0: So Joker has numerous good lines in this movie. Um he, also, he
1: like, says is a good line.
0: Oh, yeah. This is the best he's been written in this series. Like, this mm-hmm. is one of the best uh, Jokers of the animated series. Like, the lines he had in it, it's just... It is so freaking good. I, I This is the Joker I always... Uh, I quote this Joker all the time. Like, this, <laughs> he has a couple of lines in this movie that I still say to this day. So... He agrees pretty much that he agrees that he's going to take care of Batman. And then he says the line, that's right. That's what I want to see. A nice big smile. Just such a sinister way. And then uh, I think Joker shows up to Arthur Reeves, right? Um,
1: Is that the order of it? Because the phantasm goes for the one guy, right?
0: Yeah, but I don't think she went for him yet, Lestra. I think he has to. He hasn't visited Reeves yet. Because Joker visits Arthur Reeves, and um, he pretty much puts him in like this like sedated state where he's just laughing all the time, which is probably worse than death, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he
1: doses him with some sort of chemical. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he. He has some lines in that too, uh, when Beaumont called, and he's like, "Ooh, Beaumont, not the babe! Woo, Hardy, you devil!" <laughs> and I think that's when Joker figured it out. It was Beaumont, or it was uh, it it was Andrea that did it, because when it's he, like, "Ain't that a Winky dink?" That's yeah, when that's I think that's when he when figured he, it out.
1: Yeah, when she was in town and he obviously knew her dad was dead at that point
0: cuz he he did the execution right
1: yeah he was the one who killed him yeah
0: he's like ain't oh. that a coonky dink the <laughs> ain't that a coonky dink that we're just talking about the old man and the spawn of his loin's just happens to call makes you kind of want to laugh doesn't it uh and then uh so yeah he puts him in the state Batman shows up, and that's when Batman found out that, um, Arthur Reeves' father, or, um, not Arthur Reeves, Andrea Beaumont's father's dead.
1: Yeah, because he sold his location to the mob to get the money so he could run for his office. Correct. And that's because his, her dad refused to give him money, so he turned on him and sold his location instead and that's how he got the money
0: right and and just in case you were too dumb to figure out who the phantasm was at this point cuz that was the dead giveaway cuz we already we exed out the two possible people it could have been um so You've the also one podcast cheap, that
1: you- as referring to the phantasm several times already at this point <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no no i'm talking about the person who hasn't watched the movie like, um, I, 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 when I watch this with my friends, I always say, in case you're stupid and didn't figure it out yet, this is the scene where they frickin' show you. She's literally mm-hmm. not even in cops. She's literally, she has the, she doesn't have the mask on. And, uh, no, she, they... Now,
1: there was a scene where Bruce, where Batman was at the hotel room. He right. went to go see her at the hotel room again. And the phone rings, and he picks it up, and it's Joker... And he thinks yeah. it's her that answered the phone because he's sending a bomb to go blow up the hotel room. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, that's that's right. the, that's, that's, that's that's the moment when when Batman was like, "Oh my god!" That's when Batman figured it out. That's when he yeah. figured it out because Joker told him basically.
0: I was very disappointed <laughs> listen, in that. Actually, listen, poopsie, <laughs> listen, poopsie. You never call and you never write, but I still have a soft spot for you, so I'm sending you a nice gift: airmail. he's like operator operator i believe my party's been disconnected (laughs) Uh. then you have batman and i think i think we skipped the scene because i think uh something happened before that but uh um she shows up at valestra house and he's already dead that joker already killed him and used him as bait and put a bomb in him, pretty much. And a camera. And Joker's like, oh, yeah. whoops, looks like you're not the Bat. Looks like there's a new face in Gotham. And soon and soon the face will be all over town, along with his gut and spleen and head. And then the freaking apartment blows up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was before he went and saw the senator guy. Because he was like, yep, it's not the yeah. Bat. He told him that. Yep.
0: yep. That's right. That all happened before. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we and have so the scene with a phantasm and Batman fighting on the rooftop. Yeah. The police show yes, up. Okay. And a just okay. Epic police a fight, yeah. by the way.
1: Yeah. Just throwing that up there. Phantasm's running across the roof. Batman just bat jets up behind them <laughs> and just jumps <laughs> off of the bad jet and just, like, tackles her on the roof. And it's just like – and this is this is the point where she, like – she, like, dodges him and jumps away and is like, this is none of your concern or whatever, and then just, like, takes off and the police show up and start chasing him out whatever. Like, that moment there, the one she, like, dodged him and, like, whatever, like, and it's just the voice that just didn't sound quite right, that's when I made the connection that it was her.
0: Right. Back away, this isn't your fight.
1: But... And, yeah, and then he got chased by the police... And cornered in a construction site, and they're literally like every time he popped his head out, they just start shooting at him. like it was really a it was really a this is this like a bad place. this is like this is what would happen if the police actually turned on him. like if yeah. the police actually turned on him, he's actually screwed because, like, he I feel like he actually relies on the police like not chasing him a lot <laughs> right. because when they actually come after him in force they cornered him pretty quickly because it's especially when he they they instantly like they took out his bat they they already like were on top of his bat jet trying to break their way into his bat jet for some reason. <laughs> Like, like, I, I I don't know. They they were very efficient, though. Like, man, if these police were as efficient as chasing him and actually fighting crime, they wouldn't need a Batman. Yeah, but he got, yeah, he, he got he got he got cornered in the construction site and he used he actually took his cape and mask off and put it on like a construction thing, or whatever, and like zip lined it towards a helicopter So everyone was shooting at it, so he ran out the back while everyone was shooting at that. And he was all, he was barely going away, and she shows up, and he jumps in her car and saves him.
0: Does that scene look familiar to you at all? No. Does that remind you of another movie? Have you ever seen the movie The Mask? With Jim Carrey?
1: I have, but I don't remember it in the slightest.
0: So, in the movie, in the mask, there's a scene where the entire police force is chasing him. Because they find out that Stanley Ipkiss is the mask, pretty much. Okay. And he makes them all do the dance thing or whatever. It's a fun scene. But then he turns around the corner, and he takes his mask off, and he's being chased by the police. He has to jump a fence, just like in this movie... And his the girlfriend or whatever shows up randomly to pick him up and drives away as the police all watch her drive away and don't have a way after her. Including the cop. Uh, the cop from the main movie is sweating really hard and he's looking really pissed, just like Bullock did in this movie. <laughs> so I am curious, because I don't know when the mask came out, but that, to me... It's identical, so one ripped off the other.
1: Yeah, which one which one came out first? I don't know. It's funny because they're both called the mask. Ha, the mask came out in 1994. The mask ripped it off.
0: So the mask ripped it off. Yep. They ripped it off. I mean, it's exact, it's, I actually challenge you to actually watch that scene and you tell me how that's not Mask of the Phantasm. (laughs)
1: Because it's, eh, isn't the mask kind of the whole movie kind of ripping off, like, cliches?
0: Well, no, the mask is an actual comic book character, but in the comics, he would kill people in this movie. He's kind of like an antihero ish, still kind of kills people. But the 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 comic book character mask was like uh, he was practically evil.
1: I didn't know that the mask was a comic book character.
0: Yeah, it's, it's based off of a comic.
1: I thought that was
0: just a terrible comedy. It's actually not that bad of a movie. It's actually pretty funny. It has its moments. It's a little dated okay. though. But Jim Carrey's okay. pretty he makes it he makes it good. But yeah, anyways, I know um, I I've,
1: I've seen it a long time ago. I just I don't have any recollections of it.
0: Yeah, there's some there's some good scenes in it.
1: Hmm.
0: But anyways, um
1: Back to Batman.
0: <laughs> so so we're gonna flash forward a little bit and now we're gonna get into uh, what happened between Batman and Bruce or Batman and Bruce? Bruce and Andrea? Um, so Batman, after those bats came out of the bat ca- that that cave down there, he found out that there's this huge cave, which is kind of hinting to that's where the bat cave is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Alfred just looks like he looks like somebody killed his parents, no pun intended. and hands <laughs> um hands, you know Bruce, the the ring and the note. And I don't think Alfred read the note, but I'm sure he already knows based off because the ring got sent back. And uh, I don't, I don't know who wrote the note. Like, I'm pretty sure that Andrea Beaumont never went to school and learned how to, how to do any grammar because her notes said need time too young. Forget about me or something like that. She left was with in those. a rush. Left, left with dad, too young, need time. Forget about me. So a caveman wrote her note.
1: She was rushing. She didn't have time.
0: And that's and that's where the the best Batman uh, montage scenes happens, where they just cut to the Batcave. So we're in the we're, in a, we're about a year into the future at this point or whatever, and. You hear the Shirley Walker theme of a do 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 and he puts on that mask for the very first time and out El- and they show Alfred's uh reaction and Alfred looks terrified and mm-hmm. then they show and they show the bat mask with the white eyes and just everything it just looks awesome just yep. fucking awesome this is how you fucking do it like I've seen it done in movies where they try to do this kind of stuff. and It always fails miserably. This is how you fucking do it. This is... This is the the coolest fucking Batman scene ever. was when he puts on that cowl for the very first time.
1: Yeah, that was... It was definitely a big moment. And just Alfred's reaction to, like... Like, some shocked and terrified for a moment there. Like... Because he really he transformed when he put that mask on. He became something else. And that's the whole thing about Batman.
0: Yeah. So. So then we're we're fast forwarding, and now we see her with the mask off. So in case you were too stupid and didn't figure it out, here you go. Now we're showing it to you. And she's, camped out kind of at the amusement park, ready to strike Joker joker's the last one because yeah she goes flashback and, yeah she goes and joker. she jumps up
1: yeah she goes and she jumps and she's like goes to confront joker and she and he just like calls her out by name and she goes well i guess i can dispense with well, this and then she just takes her mask her. off well there, yeah
0: well she was standing there about her without her mask right well yeah talking she's about standing about her there yeah she didn't have the mask on before she put it on she was standing outside the building before she went in and then we flash back to what happened to andrea's father Meanwhile, Batman uh, made um, the connection. I don't remember
1: seeing that. But you okay. don't
0: remember that? You don't remember that flashback? I remember
1: her. Her not having the mask on her. until she took it. It
0: was her. It was her flashback. It wasn't Bruce's. It was hers. Because Bruce just talking doesn't about remember. The... He wasn't there.
1: No, I'm, i the, I remember the flashback about her having the mask.
0: Her mask was off. She was. She was just standing yeah, she... there, like on a rooftop or something. She oh, didn't have I the didn't... mask
1: on. I must have blinked then, or something like that, because I didn't see that.
0: Okay, yeah, she didn't have her the mask on. The first time
1: on. that I saw her without her mask on was when she was confronting Joker.
0: Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's when she she took it off, but she didn't have the mask on before she went in there. And then she put oh. her mask on, obviously, but they didn't show her put her mask on, obviously. That oh,
1: I, why. Did, I, I didn't see that at all.
0: So she has the know. mask. So, so she ends up... Um, so we see that that gangster-like character killed her father pretty much. And I know we missed a scene where Batman um figured it out that Joker was involved with this whole thing and it almost terrified him that holy shit Joker's involved this is not good. This is not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he knows what he's got to do. And I like how and then he also knew that joker was at the um that amusement park because the bomb that was sent was sent from there so that's how he figured that out
1: i i I guess i didn't even make that i i just assumed that he always knew where joker was and he just left him to his own devices
0: when joker said the bomb from the future is coming to get you or something like that oh yeah that's how batman knew he was there
1: Mm, i didn't even make that connection
0: so we have the uh the fight with Andrea and Joker and I mean there are some good lines in this too but uh you said you had kind of issues with it
1: Yeah there's just just a few minor things where like she's got her her phantasm powers thing which is kind of weird and inconsistent but yeah. I guess it, it is what it is. Like because they, they, in, they in the beginning in the first murder, Batman collects a sample of this chemical, and then at the after the cemetery one, he collects another sample, and they even show him like analyzing it in the Batcave and everything like that, and they're like trying to figure out what this chemical is, and then they never they never went back to it, and then they never referenced. Like where where what is what is this chemical? What is these powers? What is this?
0: I thought the chemical came. I thought he he made the connection between the chemical to the company that um that one of the gangsters ran or something like that. And then he typed in the uh, the names of the both of the places, and that connected the two gangsters together. Because it was like Adam Tools and Die and something else. And that connected the two gangs. I thought that was
1: I thought he was just like I thought he was just doing that where he was trying to find how they were connected and he just found out they were both boards in this company. And okay. then he found the guy. I mean, he did guy. say
0: I should have known, I should have known they were connected. Mm-hmm. And then he saw and then he again, I don't uh, think visited... it is
1: with the chemical though.
0: Okay, fine. But I, I, I thought that I thought that was all related, but that's fine. Um yeah, Batman shows up. Kind of, we then she kind of disappears, and we do our classic uh, Batman Joker chase thing. There's a cool scene where Joker's on that stupid little rocket, and he's, he looks so ridiculous in it.
1: And well, um, he did his weird like lean forward thing as he's riding the train. Oh, that yeah, was that like thing too. that is the that is a really good. Oh yeah, then he did his jetpack thing with the the Joker. The Joker was just on par.
0: So that scene where he's on the train doing the whole little the little guiding thing, that mm-hmm. was actually taken from a video game, um, the Batman animated series video game for the Super Nintendo, because that that's in the game. So for they real? took it because so they took that and put that in the movie. Because huh. you fight the Joker on two like amusement trains, and he's throwing like bombs at you, and you gotta like punch him. It's I mean anyway, it's a it's a side-scroller him up hmm. Good game, though. It is a good game. So we have all that happen. Um, Joker, Joker has the whole place rigged to explode because, of course, it's the Joker. He's always exploding everything. <laughs> and Joker's about to take off in his little stupid little rocket thing. And Batman's able to scale the fucking statue and jump on him. Somehow he got up there before he was able to take off. But he's fucking Batman, so we'll let that pass. And um, he's punching him in the face. Punched him, I think, once or twice. And Joker's like, you're crazy. Like, like let me go or we both die. And he's like, whatever it takes. Says that line that he took, that he remembered from what Andrea's father said. So he was willing to finish what Andrea started. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And yet, he wouldn't let her finish it.
0: Right, and then she says a line. uh, She says a line to him, or he says a line to her. uh, Andy, what does vengeance solve? And she says, "Anything that knows anyone who knows the answer to that, it's you, Bruce." Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think that's when uh, Bruce realized it's over between them. They can never. They can't live happily ever after. Yeah, she was because. She was because gone. that is She's such a cold. That's such a cold. That is such a cold line because Batman doesn't live on vengeance. Like that's not what he does. He's he's against vengeance, and she should know that. He's about justice, not vengeance.
1: Yeah, and it's just yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was like right around that point. That's the point when he realized she was truly lost. At that point.
0: Yep. So the thing because explodes, was like,
1: like, yeah, because and she was yeah. isn't that the point when she was like, Can't you just look away, just like let me do this just this one time? And he was like, No, I can't let you I can't let you do that.
0: Right, you know I can't do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why? They took he took everything from us. He took you, took my you know, took everything, destroyed our family. Look at what we could have had. Mm-hmm. And that's when he said, "Like, what would vengeance solve? Because it yeah. doesn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. Our father's still dead; it doesn't change anything. So, the the whole building fucking explodes, and Batman just luckily he survives on pure luck. <laughs> yeah. He just
1: falls through the giant hole in the ground, and happens to land in the sewer, and just flushes him out to sea."
0: And it was animated so it was so cool the way it was animated. I love their explosion animations. Cause like how the the color of it being like kind of brownish yellowish or whatever. And mm-hmm. the the way how the light always hits Batman and it just looks so cool. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's so he goes he goes home, he's in the Bat Cave, and he's talking to Alfred. And she said, um, or he says some pretty wise things to him, saying, like, that, um, that Andy's been lost for a long time, and I always thought that you would fall into that, that vengeance darkens the soul. And, you know, I'm glad you've never fallen into that. And then that's when he sees the locket, the little shiny thing in the locket, and uh, runs up there, and you can see a sense of, like, relief. When he gets that locket, which to me showed that was her way of telling him that she's okay, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, and that's how the movie should have ended. It should have ended in that back cave, but we had to do another scene in case you were stupid and didn't figure out what the locket meant. Uh, not, not, I'm not, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, <laughs> <laughs> um, they should have left yeah. it to your own interpretation. They shouldn't yes. have told you. Yes, it should have been left to where we could have had a conversation of what that locket meant.
1: But instead, they gave us the stupid scene of her on a boat cruising away. So obviously she survived.
0: Right. The one guy who shows up tries to hit on her and, and then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to be alone? I already am. Like, yep, moving on. <laughs> yep. Moving on.
1: <laughs> and then there's the the largest plot hole in this entire movie that destroys the entire movie. What happened to the How? Joker? No. How was there a reflection on the locket when it was in a dark crevice?
0: Wait, what? How did
1: the locket have a reflection on it where it like shone for a second, like it reflected light, so he could see that it was in this crevice? When he like stuck his arm like two foot into a crevice to pull this locket out?
0: Because it's a cartoon.
1: See, whole movie ruined right there.
0: <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine. That that ruins the movie for me too. I'm gonna go blog about it. No, nope, uh, nope. Sometimes you, you gotta your.
1: I know, okay, I'm fine. Just, so what it just...
0: would have been better if it was just sitting on the. It would have been better if it was just sitting on the Bat computer.
1: No, it should have just been hanging from his rearview mirror in the Batmobile.
0: <laughs> whatever. I mean. Um, it's, ben, no,
1: I, I, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I'm just.
0: I know you're trolling. It's a joke,
1: man. It's a joke, man. Stop taking know, your just... favorite movie in the world so personally.
0: So. Uh, but however, you we, did bring it deep... up we did deep dive we deep dived into this we we went over almost scene for scene i we, we don't usually do this for movies because mm-hmm. you know it cuz a lot of things a lot of these movies are the same there is not another batman movie like this in any formation i've seen this is one of its one of a kind and honestly this would be if this ever got a live action ad, adaptation this could be epic
1: And unlike some of the other movies we've talked about, like possibly doing a live action, I feel like this one could be done live action relatively easily. Yeah. They wouldn't, they would not have to do like massive rewrites or change anything major. Like you could almost just take the script for this and do it live action. There isn't anything like super ridiculous that they'd have to work around or anything like that. Like, this is very doable in live action.
0: Yes, I I agree. So, um, out of all the animated long, movies you've seen so as long as
1: they do the jumping punch thing,
0: yes, they have to do that. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah,
1: that that was like that was an epic moment. Just, uh, I just it's it was just so great.
0: I love how they slowed it down. Oh, so Mm -hmm. good. So, out of all the animated movies, did this kind of live up to the hype that I set? Like, did you enjoy this?
1: It it was good, yes. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a great standalone Batman movie.
0: Okay. Is this the best Batman movie you've seen so far? Including live action.
1: That's, I, I guess, I guess, I don't, I don't know. Okay. It's weird, because, see, the live-action Batmans and the animated Batman are so two completely distinct things in my mind. Right. That I don't even, like, they're not even in the same, like, category to me. Fair. So okay, it's so hard let's, let's to, like... Okay, so this
0: argument. If this had a live, a- let's just say this was a live-action film, had a live-action adaptation, Right. Mm-hmm. Like, the script, we'll talk about just the script and the story. Is this better than... Is this a more interesting story than Batman Begins? Yes. Is it better than The Dark Knight?
1: Yes. I, this, it's just... See, like, this is an okay. actual... Okay. This yeah, if this was live action, it would do it. I guess it's just the weird. It's the it's the conversion of animated to live okay. action in my brain.
0: Yeah, because we're, yeah, like, we're not going to talk script because we're not going to talk about. This has acting. it
1: actually. Yeah, this actually has, like you said, this could almost be, a plot of a non-Batman movie.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just it's just a well-written story, that happens to work really well with Batman.
0: It's just unfortunate that this movie bombed at the box office. It, it it hurt it hurts me because like we could have had more of these if this would have done well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, the uh, animated series would have lasted longer if this movie did well.
1: So, was the animated series after this or before this?
0: During. So they were this was after the second season of the animated series. Hmm. And then they did a third season, and then they took like a five-year break and then brought it back in 99. Hmm. With the the new adventures of Batman, I think it was called. They ran it at the same time as the Superman animated series. So they changed the animation style to the Superman animation style. I do I am not a fan of the animation style of that. Okay. But because the thing that I really liked about the animation of the originals is all the guys had huge fucking shoulders. <laughs> Everybody's fucking huge. <laughs> hmm. They all kind of they're all built like squares or rectangles. Yeah.
1: They all beefy strong
0: men. <laughs> but they, but they look intimidating when you do that. When yeah, they did the yeah. reanimation, they made them all kind of skinny. They made Batman skinny, and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, wow. So a lot. There was a lot to unpack. This is, as you could tell, this is my favorite of the series. Um, like what. So this is the part. What would you have? Would you have done anything script-wise to make this movie better, or is this movie just fine the way it is?
1: I would have. I feel like I would have let Batman like actually. I feel like Batman should have actually figured it out. Because at the, basically, Batman, to fi- figure out he was who the, the Phantasm la- he was... He was the
0: last one to figure it out. He was
1: the last one to figure it out, and he was told. He didn't discover it. He was basically told who it was.
0: Yeah.
1: And, he was, and, and like, I get, like, maybe you could argue, well, it's because she's his blind spot, because she, he loves her and stuff like that. But still, like, I expect more of his investigation. Like, it kind of made him look like a fool, almost, uh huh. Like he was he was this is supposed to be like him being like figuring everything out. And it just seemed like he he was lagging behind everybody.
0: He was also an afterthought in the in the main story. He had nothing to do with the main story. He just happened to be there. hmm. Now, the the um the flashbacks, that's where he was the star. So, yeah, I, I kind of see it like that, but. I also kind of like it like that because, yeah, he was the last one to figure it out. But that's because they all knew he wasn't there. Like, of course, they all knew who it was. Like, who this phantasm like could have been, but like they didn't mm-hmm. all know. Joker was the only one who knew who the phantasm was because Reeves didn't know. They just knew it wasn't yeah, the father. I, and just saying.
1: If he if he really loved her that much, you don't think he could use his Bruce bunny to like track her down her. and be like and be like what the hell?
0: But then again, <clears> he honestly, know. she he broke it off with like... him with with barely an explanation, and his heart was broken because he he thought it was because she said no that she didn't love him, and then. For him he's like well if she doesn't love me then I, i'm I'm gonna be Batman now
1: because- honestly in the for for all he knows she was kidnapped and someone yeah. threw a note together and returned the ring so he wouldn't ask questions <laughs> yeah like he did he had actual no solid proof that she made that decision of her own free will right. like what if her like her father could have just been like she goes to tell her father, which is the last time he saw her. And also for the record, what the hell? Why did he just, there's her dad in a bunch of sketchy looking gangsters. And he's just like, bye. And just leaves her on the porch and drives away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is a very unshivalrous thing to do that. I feel yeah. like he would not do is just leave yeah. her there. Like he would go in with her. Like that he wouldn't, he would not let, he would not let her just walk into a situation like that. Like it was a very weird situation too. Cause she was even like freaked out about it. She's like, this isn't normal. He never has, he never has business meetings this late and she was freaked out about it. And he was just like, okay, that felt off to me. That didn't feel like he would, He that's not, it didn't feel like didn't he, what he would didn't
0: do that. Didn't he offer to go in and she said, no.
1: yeah, but just be regardless, even if she said no, don't, you don't let her walk I, into that situation.
0: No, I think he maybe he thought they had it under control. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree, but again, he's not Batman yet. but he's, he's not she's he,
1: still on the path to be Batman. Right and regardless and maybe
0: maybe he trusted her.
1: Regardless, as just a man who was in love with a woman, why would you let her walk into a sketchy situation? Right. Because he obviously knew it was sketchy because the hitman slash driver slash whatever his current job role was, was there and even flipped his cigarette or cigar at Bruce, needed, as he was driving the way away. They
0: have, the way they needed to redo that scene is Bruce should have never been there. Alfred should have been just taking her home.
1: That would have made a lot more sense. Yes.
0: Yep. And then, um, and then she, he might have said something to, to Bruce or something like that, and then Bruce would have showed up there. By then, they're all gone. Mhm.
1: And if he had like, yeah, if he had like shown up there. And they yeah. were gone, and then the ring was just there with a note.
0: Why would they do that? It is so weird that they would allow that scene to happen. That seems like a, a scene that shouldn't have been in the movie. Like that, that's probably because they had eight months and they didn't know how to write it. Like mm-hmm. um, the only thing I could think about was because they wanted they needed Bruce in the car because they were going to have them uh, break the news to the fa- to his father together, and then. Um, then they realized, well, we need to kind of show there's a little distress. But then at the same time, they could have just, I don't know, they needed Bruce to stay in the car. They needed that because otherwise he would have made the connection and he would have already known who the phantasm was. They needed him to be clueless for this movie. See, to work. I feel like...
1: see. I don't think they even said it, but like when he was like, "Oh, we don't have the money to pay them back," like I, I honestly was like, I was just sitting there thinking, like, she's married. But like I'm sure Bruce would spot him some money, so they yeah. wouldn't have to flee the country. Like, yeah, he's loaded. I'm sure he would. He would. He would. He would. Perfectly totally willing to spend millions of dollars to keep her around. I'm he's sure he has her. more
0: money than I'm sure he has more money than Valestra.
1: Exactly. So, like that—that that bothered me a little bit. I'm like, why, "Why? Like, Bruce? Bruce can just pay off the dude.
0: Like, I'm you sure he okay with okay You know what they? You know what they should have done. And what? This would have this would have changed the whole fucking movie. Don't get me. I mean, they shouldn't have done this, but this could have changed the entire <laughs> fucking movie. So, okay. um, so they do the they. they they do the scene, like you said, where he goes in there, and he offers to pay and everything like that. Now, remember, they referenced that when, when the father paid it off, it wasn't enough. They wanted interest, more interest, more interest, and, and mm-hmm. by the time where it wasn't enough. So they do that. Bruce is married to Beaumont. They still get married. And they show up to Wayne Manor at, at some point. And they kill Andrea Beaumont.
1: Okay. That yeah, that'd be a very different movie.
0: And Batman, that's what drives Batman to become Batman.
1: Honestly, at that point, he would just be the he. I feel like he'd be the phantasm at that point. He just murder <laughs> all of
0: them. Yeah.
1: Like, that, yeah. It'd, be, it'd just be him murdering them. That would be this movie.
0: <laughs> right. It would be an alternate reality. Like I said, I wouldn't do this. But I'm saying, like, I just kind of came to my head. Like, they could have done something like that. Yeah, no, it, but that they that it
1: wouldn't have been but a bad movie done, at that point.
0: <laughs> what they should have done is he should have never been in the car. Um, Andrea's father didn't, doesn't want to get Bruce involved in any of this because, uh, because they're just going to go after Bruce, not knowing that Bruce is capable of defending himself because he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want anything to do with Bruce. So that's why, like, and then she doesn't want him involved because she doesn't want uh, him to pay for all that. So she decides to sacrifice her happiness for her father's safety.
1: Yeah. And, And I guess the reason why I never actually suspected him in the slightest this entire movie that he was ever the phantasm is because he's such a pencil pusher wuss. That there is—it never occurred to me that he could ever be the phantasm and actually kill people.
0: Right, and he would have been really old too. He probably yeah. would have been in his sixties or seventies.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, like the guy—the the one Valesco was like—he was like a old, withered skeleton by this point, and was like living off of oxygen, like. It's been quite a while and like it's weird cuz in the flashbacks he's like a young guy and then like currently he's like an old withered dude. It's it's very weird.
0: So you know um the oh, what was i going to say? Yeah, it was the 10 it was 10 years. I fucking lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. But yeah, like yeah, I'm sorry, I lost it. I had it. I had a really <laughs> good thought there, and it just—it's gone. Oh yeah. Okay, so now I remember. It now it's back. So that pod I listened to, right? Do you know what they said? The who the phantasm should have been? Who? They said Two Face. Like, why? Why introduce a character who's not in the movie? Why would? Why would you make the phantasm a character that's not even in the movie?
1: What? Why would? What?
0: Yeah, they wanted it to be Two-Face.
1: Why would Two-Face kill these people?
0: Because he it's one of his mixed personalities. Because he'd be like, judge, jury, and executioner.
1: That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard.
0: I know, that's why I turned it off.
1: It would make more sense for it to be her father than it would be for it to be Two-Face. <laughs> right. Or the or the politician guy, or freaking the the cop at that point, <laughs> <laughs> or Joker. <laughs> it, yeah, phantasm should just been
0: Joker. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting if it was the Joker the whole time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would have been but, an
1: interesting twist. So it was I'm, actually the Joker. Hold hold up a second. So the Joker okay. kills the three as the phantasm. Right. She then finds out and makes the connection. Let's say she didn't know that the Joker was the guy who killed her dad until she makes she realizes that because he killed those three and then she goes after the Joker. And then that would and then that would be a thing. That could be an alternate version of very similar events.
0: The Joker couldn't have been the Phantasm. He shouldn't be the Phantasm. So there would be two Phantasms or or he would just be the Phantasm and no, Andrea Beaumont's
1: like, Andrea Beaumont. Andrea Beaumont's Andrea Beaumont. Let's say she was never the Phantasm. and then So then at the end, instead of her going after Joker as the Phantasm, she just goes after Joker as herself.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's I guess it could good. work because he's also framing Batman at the same time. Yeah. So then he's like, tar- so he's targeting Batman. So that, so at mm-hmm. that point, he figured out that Batman's Bruce Wayne. Had he had to, have. because otherwise, there's- this doesn't make any sense that he could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so just, he, yeah, 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 he makes somehow he makes the he makes the connection yeah. that Batman's Bruce Wayne based off of these, uh, these through these gangsters pretty much. And then um, or he discer- it could even have been
1: from or from her coming back into town and he sees Batman creeping up all on her. And that's what makes Joker realize that maybe there's a connection there. And then he makes the connection between Bruce and him because they were engaged at that point And then. Yeah.
0: OK, See, I mean, it that could have that could have worked. I think, It'd be I a, think a very different version better. of
1: events. Yes, what they did right. was better, but it would have been just throwing. It, it, it could have. It could have been a thing. There's other yeah. alternate story options that could have happened. I, I think the one they went with was probably the better one, but there there was yeah, other options it, out there.
0: It appeals to a more general audience to do it the way they did it. You do it mm-hmm. the way that we were talking. Then it was. Then you're making it a little bit too comic booky, and now you got kind of the Red Hood at that point. Yeah, like a Red Hood-like movie. Not to mention a little more convoluted at that point. (laughs) Right. Red Hood's a great movie, don't get me wrong. But this one... This one, anybody can enjoy. Of any age.
1: (laughs) Yes. This 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 was a much more... This was a much more accessible movie to the average audience. Like, a lot of the Uh, other animated ones you watch, like, there's, like, who are these people? What is happening? Like... In this movie, there, there isn't there there isn't complex characters like even if you had never heard of Batman, you had never heard of Joker, you'd be like, oh, he's a guy, he fights crime. They establish this. Oh, there's a crazy guy. Oh, that was apparently a hitman. Okay, I can even if you knew nothing about these characters, you can like they give you enough to get a vague idea of who these characters are. Right. And that's, that's what I feel like a lot of the other animated movies we've watched completely lack. They do not give you any sort of even hint at who these people are. So you're just, if you don't have other information, you have no idea what's
0: happening. This, yeah, it's geared, it's geared way yeah. too much to a niche audience. This isn't.
1: Yeah, this was, this was written so that any Joe Schmo could watch this movie and at least know what was happening.
0: So, we'll call it the, the, Quimby, the Quimby rating scale, between 1 and 10. What does this movie get?
1: Well, of all the movies we've reviewed so far, this is definitely the top, so I guess it gets to be a 10.
0: Is that how we're, we're, we're going to grade it on a curve? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Okay. So this is the first
1: time you've made me actually give a rating to a movie. So. <laughs> <I know>.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just because you want to, you want me to say a ten. That's that was the entire point of you you creating I'm this say
0: scale. For a Batman film, I'm going to say it's a ten. An overall film, I'd say it's probably a nine point five because there are some flaws. It's not flawless, and that and there is a major plot. There is something that could be almost. Like what we talked about, that flashback does kind of bother me now that I'm thinking about it. But like mm-hmm. overall, I, I don't think it distracts from the overall story. Uh, I think the overall story story is strong enough to overcome. Because you're going to find flaws in any movie. So that's why I'll give it a 9.5, yeah. which means it's, it's pretty much perfect. Um, animation, I mean, there were some animation errors that I caught. Like if you watch a couple of times. But I think overall, this is probably like you're looking at nine for animation overall. Uh, you could even say it's a 10 at that point compared to the, the competition at the time. But Disney was still really fucking big. And Disney's animation is just out of this world at times. But Warner Brothers is pretty damn good, too. So I'd say it's a nine or a nine and a half, somewhere in that range. Um, for the story, I really enjoy this story it's not the best like story in a movie I've ever seen in my life. So I'd say it's a nine and a half on that too.
1: You've put a lot of thought into this.
0: And then music's a 10. The The music music was good. The music was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I I have the soundtrack on my Spotify playlist and I go through the whole thing at times. Like it's (laughs) weird. Like, they play the whole soundtrack without any uh, voiceover. Obviously, it's just the soundtrack of the movie, and I can remember what's going on in the movie during that time. So hmm. it's the music is so good. It's unfortunate that we won't get music like that again in the Batman series because Shirley Walker's dead. But like this oh. is really fucking. This is really fucking good. Hmm. So, um, with that said. So for our next our next film, do you want to stay with this animation style and do another movie from this style?
1: Is there more movies in this style?
0: Yes, there's one more.
1: Oh, then yes, let's. There's what two, is that?
0: There's two movies in this universe that are part of this universe. Now the next one's called Us, uh, Batman, Mr. Freeze, Sub Zero, which was okay. supposed to come out when Batman and Robin did because Batman and Robin was such a fucking awful mess. They decided to not release this movie and they released it the next year because they didn't want, they didn't want people to think they were the same thing, Mm. but it was supposed to be released at the same time, but their version was much, much better, obviously. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Now, if you're going, before you watch this movie, I need you to watch the episode from the animated series, Heart of Ice. Why?
1: Because
0: because it's a direct correlation to this movie. So Heart of Ice is the origin story of Mr. Freeze. You, okay. It's something you want to see before you watch this movie because it's going to make things make more sense. Hmm.
1: So we're back to movies um, where you have to watch other things to understand?
0: You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm asking you to do it. First of all, it's the best episode of the animated series, in my opinion. So not just that. It, I, I also like to compare this movie to that episode. And there's some, there's some really good stuff there. This, is, this Sub-Zero movie is a lot better than uh, I thought it was initially. Like, when I watched a couple of years ago with Rob, I actually really enjoyed it. Where, in the past, some people kind of... This is kind of one of the more disappointing ones that some people say. But this is actually pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. Because it's still okay. the same animation style. You still have Kevin Conroy as Batman, which he's the best Batman. There's no debate on that. But, yeah. That's that's what you should... I, I think we should do Sub-Zero. And then the okay. next one we would do is... uh. Ba- uh, Batman Mystery of the Batwoman Ugh. but we'll do that one because that's part of the same universe and then we can dive into the other movies after that so we'll knock out the older ones first Okay. since we did Mask of the Phantasm this week so that means I gotta rewatch Sub-Zero which is fine because <laughs> I like—I do like that movie it's yeah, the, the way
1: last... you just said that though definitely implied you didn't want to
0: <sighs> I that was such
1: a, like like it was sound like you're dreading I, doing it.
0: Well, I, there's better. I don't know. I, like I said, I might I might re. I, I don't hate it, but I don't. Heart of Ice was so good that this is kind of a little bit of a letdown. But this isn't bad. It's actually a pretty good story, and they did a pretty good, damn good job with it. Like it's not terrible. Mister Freeze is such a complex character too. In the animated mm-hmm. series, okay. so so you'll have to watch Heart of Ice. So next week we'll talk about Heart of Ice, and we're going to talk about this uh, the movie Sub Zero. All right. And with that, I am Andrew Crotty alongside
1: Andrew Quimby,
0: and we'll be back. Same bat podcast, same bat. Yeah, awful.